Okay, the Lady Cup and 3M Open Bomb edition of Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. And with that, let me slash over the iPad to number two so I can hit the theme song for it. Welcome. Good God, that stops. That's a quick heart stop. That is very spinal, spinal. if you will. Uh, that's a heart stop? No, a quick stop. Like a quick stop. That song uh, abruptly ends. I am the man in the box. That's CJ Sullivan to you coming to you on Wednesday, July twenty sixth. Good God, July's already over with. What are we doing with ourselves, Cgenerates? But that means football's coming up, coming up in August. So, uh, yeah, it is at the end of July, hot summer. Wednesday coming to you one o'clock, an hour afterwards, pushed an hour back. Usually our noon start. But this weekend, up until the season, we're going to be pushing it back an hour to 1 o'clock Pacific. So the boys can get in their two-a-days. They get their NFL team previews at two-a-days. Each day, they do two different teams and preview them up, and uh, they do them during my slots. I get, I get bounced around. But that's fine. I cut a promo video for it. If you did see my man in a box, I'll have another one coming out for you. Um... Uh, what I do is I'll do I'll do a few for the network and then I'll do then I do some for my own and then uh, some spill over and this one spilled over to both I like with two a days because I like what I liked about the NFL team previews is that, that the boys do and they do great make sure you make sure you subscribe to all the shows here in the Sports Gun Podcast Network um, they do great work up and down the ladder not as great as the CJ Seven does on the bottom line bombs the man in a box of course but. What was I saying? Oh yeah, back to the football previews. And football will be coming up soon. This is the month August when I growing up, I used to love, and I, this is what I put on the videos: the NFL team diaries. ESPN would put them out. NFL Films puts out like a team diary for every team. You know, it recaps the last year and gets you ready real quick for the season coming up. The team diaries, and uh, I just love watching them. No matter, I, I could watch any. It doesn't matter any any team, random, whatever. Because they always made it look like you won the Super Bowl, no matter how terrible you were. You know, I was like, the Houston Texans might not have played, they not had to played like a champion, but they had the heart of a champion. Half of the titles were heart of a champion. Every team had a heart of a champion. They didn't, they didn't have the body or the mindset of a champion, but they had they had the heart. And that heart had a lot of failure to it. Heart failure. Um, <laughs> you knew you had a bad season if the, if half your team diary was focused on the kicker too. You know the kicker and punter. And they had a great kicking core. Shane Lechter net punt averaged forty nine point three yards. Like, oh, okay, well that's not a good season. But they'd always make it very very dramatic. That's what I loved about them. I recall once uh, 
watching the Seattle Seahawk one. It was just a random seal, like a seven to nine team, whatever. It didn't matter. And uh, the narrator voice, it wasn't, it wasn't Vicenda, but it was like, you know, they still have that the Vicenda knockoff voice. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, there are three certainties in life, death, taxes, and positive yards. When you run behind tackle Walter Jones. Which is true. I mean, my, my dad gave me that advice, I recall. He said, son, when you go out there, you're going to die. We all die. Get over it. The government's going to tax you for dying. So make sure you get that in order, too. All right? We're going to fuck your family up. And three, if you ever need a couple yards, even if it's only two, I mean, you can just fall down behind Walter Jones. You go right up his right up his rear. He'll plow the field. He'll get it. He's an old pro from Florida State. Old number 70. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway. The point is, why, what was the point? The point is, I'm, uh, my show starts an hour later. And welcome to everyone who is joining late. I saw some eyeballs pop in and pop out on today's show. Uh I've got some more Lady World Cup picks. That's fun. Let me see if I have a soccer uh, theme song. You know what? I have an iPad. Not an iPad. I got. I got. I got like a, a refigured like Fire tablet thing on Amazon Prime Day. I went pretty cheap, but it's you know no. And I still haven't brought. I have someone set it. I got to set it up to get the soundboard ready, so I can get my soundboard ready, so I don't have to play things like uh, you know the lawnmower sound, whatever that. Means. That's the thing too. When when, when you got uh, stacking the money, green COVID, uh, crame dog, their soundboard. Yeah, you have to speak their language. You know, scuba diving, lawnmowers, and who knows what the hell is going on with these guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I saying? I don't even know what the hell saying. Oh, Lady World Cup. I know it was my soccer. Maybe I'll just play the basketball theme for every sport. Lady World Cup picks coming up. That should just be the theme song for every sport. Also, I'm going to have uh, some 3M, tor- 3M Open golf bombs coming up. <laughs> That's something you want to stay tuned for. I'm re- I've been hot with golf. Like I said, this is slowly becoming a golf show. Uh, only because I keep hitting. And the more I hit, the more I got to keep giving them out. And it started with that U.S. Open winner, 90 to 1, Wyndham Clark, or 80 to 1, whatever the hell it was. Uh, but I've been giving out top 10 bombs that have been hitting at 5 to 1, plus 550, plus 6 to 1. So I got a few more of those later on. That's later on in the show. Of course, we'll do a man in the box segment um, on a lot of things. I saw uh, Oppenheimer, Nappenheimer, as I like to call it. <laughs> But we're going to have some Nappenheimer-sized bombs for today. Um, I'll get into that in the box and a lot of other things and a few other RIPs. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Then we also, uh, I'll, I'll recap real quick. I'll, t- I'll recap the baseball real quick. Or should I just get to the ad region and get this thing going? I don't know. I'll stick to the outline. Let me just talk. Re- <laughs> Uh, the Dodgers 
That I missed that. I gave out that over. We the first time the bombs, but we we uh, we went one and two. I gave out the over nine and a half Dodgers um, Toronto on Monday, and we had a good. We had the rare. I'll talk about it only because we had the rare good beat, bad beat, same game. Uh, the over shouldn't have hit. It was two. It was three two in the seventh or eighth. It was two two. Then it was three two. Then it was nine and a half. And then the eighth inning it was three two. And then Muncie tied it up with a bomb. So it was three three. So then we got the extra innings. And extra innings now in baseball, it's like college football over time. Like anything goes now. We can get points galore. You can tack on forty when you get that overtime. So once you get the baseball extra innings, it's like oh, it's a it's a it's like a Bugs Bunny game. Runners running all over the place. They're putting ghost runners out there. Everyone scores. Everyone's running around. And then uh, Toronto did it. They put up three in the top of the 10th, make it 6-3. And then they had to – so this is the good beat we got. So we, we had no business getting this over. But it still didn't come in yet. They had the bases loaded, nobody out. Three straight fucking strikeouts and one pop-up. Two strikeouts and one pop-up. And so then we didn't get it. So then it was a bad beat within a good beat. The rare double beat. That's baseball, though. You can't, you really can't just count through, like, ah, oh, bases loaded, nobody out. They'll get one in. Nope. Not in today's world. Not in today's baseball. They don't give a shit about productive outs. They are just swinging. It's either a grand slam, a walk, strikeout. Who cares? Oh, anyway, why am I doing that, boys? Now I have to get back to the reads. I, I'm glad I got that out of the way. Because I don't want to bring that anger into the show because we have a great show today. But besides the Lady World Cup USA playing Netherlands tonight at nine o'clock and the uh, no goals thing and um, and golf, of course, USA because I, this is now a golf podcast since I can't not stop hitting. Okay, as we bring it to the three M Open. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. Crame Dog comes into the studio and uh, <laughs> after his two a days with his Dodger shirt on. He must be. He must have been hearing trolling me for my Dodger overplay. Good to see Crame Dog and his uh, his daughters here every day doing virtual reality. That that thing is that thing is hilarious. These kids, the virtual reality. I mean, I, you could open. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't want to get into it, but uh, it's a distracting world. Did I get to the ad reads? No, I didn't. I thought I did. Jesus, I'm already, I'm already running late. I'm supposed to talk to you about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling. Sign up for the SGP Patreon. Ton of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons. <laughs> What's up, Craig? Right. No, it's all right. Wallet. Ah, got to get that wallet in there. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being the gens. There is even a Discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. SportsGamblingPodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com backslash Patreon. And now we're back into the show. What already chaos? The Oppenheimer bombs. All right, let's get into this uh, Lady World Cup. Like I said, we'll start. We'll start right off with that. Let's start right off with this Lady World Cup since it's on. Since it's on the thumbnail. And, and all the listeners are, I know they can't wait. And if you're new to the bottom line bombs, which you shouldn't be on episode 61 here, you know, we call lady, every lady sports as a term of endearment that they use themselves, which I, which I, I found insulting. I can't believe they didn't find insulting. 
like the college basketball teams, like the lady volunteers versus the lady Huskies. That always fucking cracked me up. Like, why are they calling them that? It's absolutely insane. <laughs> Just call them the basketball team or the women's basketball team, whatever. But the lady balls. Anyway, so we got Lady America and Serial jumps into the comments with American flags. He's ready for tonight. Um, yeah, we'll give that out. <clears throat> That's a big game tonight, finally. USA versus is <clears throat> the Netherlands. Small line, too. USA is only, is only a minus 150 favorite. But the story of the Lady Cup, and I told you this Monday, is the streak that these matches are on for both teams not scoring. Going into Monday, it was like 17-1. and one. Now it's like 19-2 and two, or 20-2, and two, something crazy. Where both teams don't score. So you can have an option to bet. Both teams score yes, both teams score no. Both teams not scoring. It's something like 19-2. and two. And the second one was this morning when Ireland somehow had headed in a fucking ridiculous header. Like th- or no, no, he kicked it in from the corner from three minutes because the goalie like fell on her back or something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we gave out, uh, we, we've been also doing it, you picked the favorites of win to nil, and that backfired us when we had New Zealand to beat Philippines in nil, and it turned out Philippines beat New Zealand one nothing in a big upset. The biggest moment of soccer history in New Zealand when it beat Norway, and then they lost. And I should have figured they would have let down. But I was trying to do the whole. I was trying to rally around the mass shooting of New Zealand, how it's rare for them, so they liked it. But then the Philippines shut them out. You know, it was weird. Philippines have this goalie. That's the thing with it. Like I said, like I said before, Americans. If there is no such. And without U.S. lady soccer, there is no lady soccer. The goalie for Philippines is a blonde from California named Serena. She played at UW Milwaukee. I'm like, how is this girl a Philippines goalie? But, you know, and anytime you get to this world things, it's always like, ah, my parents kind of are 25% Italian. Can I play for Team Italy? You know? So it's basically a lot of American soccer players spread all over the world. But, but you know, good for them. They get to go play. Uh, Olivia McDaniel, that's her name. Not, not Serena. Serena's one who scored the goal. <laughs> She's from California. They're teammates. Of course, they're teammates. They're teammates for Philippines. Uh, Olivia McDaniel. She is, uh, she, she went to UW Milwaukee, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but the point is, both teams don't score. It's an incredible streak. That's starting to get juiced. We gave up. We won. We won with the Japan win to nil. Then we hit that one. So that was that was a good bomb. That was a good Oppenheimer sized bomb. And then um, let me put the American flag on there. And then uh, we, what we decided is why why does this happen? Why does this keep it happening? Is it because it's bad soccer? And I think no. I don't think it is. I think these ladies are very competitive. They're very competitive. But what happens is once things don't go their way, they decide, well, they're not interested in this game anymore. And they'd rather talk shit on you. That's what women do. So they're ready to play. And then as soon as the other team scores, they're like, fuck it. We don't want to play anymore. We just want to talk shit about you for trying so hard. We think you're a nerd. That's what these ladies do, fellas. They move the goalposts. I'm just kidding. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> but the streak is incredible. So tonight we have both teams not to score is minus 150. USA is minus 150. And USA to nil plus 160. I mean, how can you not go to, how do you not hit these? America's not the juggernaut, they say, that they used to be. I, st- I still think they're, they're obviously still the best team in the world. Other teams are just getting slightly better. And the Netherlands' best player has been hurt, and that kind of really hurts. That, and that hurts them. It's kind of like the WNBA, where these players, they stick with their team for like 30 years. Because there's only like a certain amount to go around. Did you know in the WNBA, like they'll cut like the sixth player overall drafted. Can you imagine such a world? Maybe like the sixth overall pick is because there's no room on the roster for him. There's like three stars. They only add like three workers a year. Anyway. So <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so let's just talk about tonight's tonight's matchup late. We're going to give out all three of those plays. We're going to give out, first of all, USA minus 150. I think they had a tune up versus Vietnam. They did not look good. It was three. They won three nil. They were favored by six. But, you know, you don't want to rub it in Vietnam's face, especially after our history with that. So, next thing I have a whole Oppenheimer situation. So uh, we're going to take USA minus 150. Bomb that. I think they come back and they get a big win tonight. They're going to want to flex out. They got a lot of younger superstars who are stepping up. And and, and uh, the Netherlands kind of have older, older injured. I've always liked the Holland. I don't understand what's it with Netherlands and Holland. Which is it? I'm, I don't like countries that have two completely different names. At least keep your name similar. Well, which world are you? I guess we're America and the United States. But you can tell United, we, we write United States for our tax purposes, you know? Maybe that's it. And then America is our fun name. Like the United Kingdom, you know, if anyone's, if for the IRS, and then they call them Britain for fun. But Netherlands and Holland, that seems like two, uh, Two fun names. Anyway, both teams, but I also like my favorite play uh, for the plus 160 is USA to win to nil. We're going to give that plus 160. We'll bomb that. And both teams not to score is also minus 150. We got to bomb that. How do you, I mean, how do you, how do you not, how do you go against a streak that is 20 and two? I just think that even if USA, even if Netherlands scored, then, well, USA, that's the only problem. There will be a problem if the Netherlands scores because then USA will, they'll keep trying. They'll, they'll, well, maybe they'll get catty. Let's stick with the, let's stick with the game plan. Let's stick with the strategy. Um, but Sundays, uh, let me get to that real quick. This, this Norway situation is interesting. So Norway uh, they, they might not make this the next round of tournament, which would be pretty shocking for the ladies. They're like 12th in the, in the world. They were pre, one of the pre-tournament favorites, and there's at least the pre-tournament favorite to win this group, and they haven't won yet. Let's see. They can advance only if they beat the Philippines, and they're favored by minus two. So minus, you get nor in the Philippines. Um, besides having their blonde goalie from Wisconsin, <laughs> I think the Philippines just had their their huge their their biggest moment in the soccer world when they beat New Zealand in New Zealand. One to nip. So my favorite play actually beside is not USA tonight. I mean, we're giving that out, but it is Norway 
on Sunday, which will be at, uh, I think, midnight Saturday. So if you're up... Uh, <laughs> if you're up, if you're up after watching an SNL rerun, you can hit that. So that that's one of my favorite part. Norway minus two versus the Philippines. Bomb that. You also have a Switzerland, New Zealand. Switzerland, you can get a plus money. Um, that's tough. That's a tough one. I read they're, they're playing at the same time because there's a certain situations. Switzerland can advance if they win or draw against New Zealand. New Zealand can advance with a win against Switzerland, or if New Zealand wins and the Philippines draw against Norway, that's not going to happen. New Zealand advances. But Norway, here's the thing with Norway. The only thing will be Philippines, but then their fate will be decided by goal differential if Switzerland also wins. And Switzerland's probably going to win. So this is why Norway minus the two versus Philippines this is getting very technical for ladies soccer. It's my favorite Lady Bombenheimer of the day. Bomb it! Switzerland can get a plus 115. I like that as well. But Norway minus two, obviously, is what we're going to do. Um, anyway, all right. That's, that's good for the uh, Lady Soccer Bombs. Uh, thanks for sticking with me with that one. And cereal. Um, Oh, man, there's so many stories I wanted to talk about today. Uh, like I said, we'll have some go Those are my soccer bombs. I also have some golf 3M open bombs coming up after the second break now. And you want to stay tuned for those since I'm just giving out nothing but Oppenheimer-sized bombs. Nappenheimer. I'll talk about that real quick. I saw, I saw Oppenheimer last night. I talked about it uh, Monday about the box office thing and how everyone's excited about the box office. How you got to see it in the set. So I did. I saw it in the seventy millimeter IMAX, which one Christopher Nolan makes you demands you watch it in. And there's only thirty of those theaters across the country, and apparently nineteen of them are in LA. No, but there's like six of them here or something like that because it's LA. That's what we do. That's the only thing we care about in our movies. Uh, but. So they're packed. It's hard to get a ticket. And I'm like, all right, I'll go see. It. I'll go see it in the uh, the way he wants us to see. It because you know what? He was right about it with Dunkirk. That was the thing. I saw Dunkirk years ago when it came out at the Chinese theater IMAX with the sound and all that, and it was insane. It was great. I had like PTSD coming out of it. You know. It was shaking. Like I was like, you felt like you were in a war. You felt like they were dropping bombs on you, and you were in the middle of a war. And then I saw a rewatch it like a year afterwards, like on a tablet or something. Like on a plane. I'm like, who? Then I'm like, who fucking greenlit this silent film piece of shit? It's like two different movies. So I'm like, all right, I'll see Oppenheimer. The way it's supposed to be shown. Oh, God. You can tell the difference with the 70 millimeters. You really see their, the faces melt from the nuclear bomb in 70 millimeters. That's the only way. It's the only way to see total annihilation. Nuclear annihilation is in 70 millimeter. So if you can catch that. And I called it Nappenheimer. Speaking of, uh, speaking of those late night lady soccer matches. <laughs> the midnight su Saturday night, Sunday morning Norway match, which I'm going to be heavily on. Uh, because these tickets are so sold out for Oppenheimer, I, I went to uh, 
a 10 o'clock showing last night. And that's way too late for the man in a box. The man in the box office. It that I mean, unless I'm doing a stand-up show on my own, at no, I'm I have no business being outside at all, anywhere, at ten o'clock. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be alert for anything. I'm I'm dead asleep, middle of this in and out of this movie, and this movie couldn't be louder, especially at this theater, the seventy millimeter theater. I mean, it sounded like bombs were going off. It was crazy. It's good. I don't, so I don't want to judge it on that, but I, I but once I, once I, uh, once I coined the phrase Nappenheimer, that's it. That's what it's always going to be called to me. Um, <laughs> we're going to give it some Opp- Oppenheimer sized bomb. I wish they gave some Oppenheimer. I should have got sponsored by those Oppenheimer bombs. You know, it's an ensemble cast. I woke. I like woke up mid movie, like mid movie. Like, what is that? Robert Downey Jr. What the fuck's he doing here? Was he here the whole time? I'm asking people left and right. Yeah, it's amazing. There's still people. No, we just have to be on our phone. People are still on their phones last night watching that movie. Doesn't matter. Ten minutes into it, they're swiping. They're shazamming. They're fucking. Imagine shazamming. That's a movie. That's a Christopher Nolan movie. This is not a song. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah, I should. Uh... Oh, do I not have my thing on? Dear Lord, I'm sorry, guys. Now I know why. <laughs> now I know why people were tuning in and out. I'm looking at the numbers. People would pop in and pop out because I had a close up to my man in a box and not my widescreen with my thumbnail. My man about and the lady soccer bombs. Oh, now I feel terrible that people are popping in. But thanks for sticking with me. Um, with that, I should probably. Go to a break, or should we talk about the uh, gambling thing? Another Denver Bronco. Not another Denver Bronco, but a Denver Bronco. <laughs> Got suspended for gambling. Let me, t- let me see what that is. Who? Is it defensive end? Is that what it was? Sean Payton today was just like, I'm done. Yeah, Broncos defensive end, Yama Uzariki? Uwazariki. Suspended. How are you guys? How are people? It's not that they're suspe- like gambling today. It's not, they, they did it last year, but they just threw him out there this year. So he's going to miss the entire season. And Peyton's pissed about that. Now, how is he going to learn if he's not, if he's locked out of the clubhouse? It's amazing. What's amazing is these guys just don't know that you're not supposed to be gambling on football. Well, what if it's just a parlay? Well, that's even worse. You're not going to hit it. Those Lions got suspended. The Colts player got suspended for doing a fucking... He was doing player prop totals on running backs. Like, that's inside information, obviously. And that can control the market. And these writers love saying, well, you're sponsored by DraftKings. Yeah, we know. It's an easy lesson. Sean Payton did have the best way to describe it. He goes, listen, I tell my players, it's just like guns. You can't have a gun in the locker room. You can't bet in the locker room. You can't have a gun in the team hotel. You can't bet in the team hotel. You can't have a gun on a plane. You can't bet on the plane. Everywhere else, you can bring your gun. This is America. Just don't dance with the gun like John Morant. (laughs) That was John Morant's problem. 
Like I said before, you can have a gun in this country. Just don't dance with it on Instagram for crying out loud. He just loves the guns. He just loves dancing with them. It's not even his friend's fault. They play, They try to blame Jaws' friends. It's not his friend's fault. His friends, his friends put the camera down once they saw him with the gun. They were like, where the fuck did you get that gun, Ja? We were just rapping like kids. He's like, ah, I pulled it out of my shirt like a magician. That's what I do. They pop up. He got to learn the jaw rules. Everyone's got to learn the jaw rules in the NFL about gambling. The gun gambling, that's the best comparison Sean Payton made. I've always said a, a jaw rule is very, he's got to be happy with the John Morant situation that he's no longer the worst jaw. Even though he actually still is. Not even because of Firefest, but just because of that line of every thug needs a lady. That's a repeat from the band in the box anyway. I like to repeat some of the material because, like I said, it's just me losing my mind. Anyway, let's get to um oh good god, I gotta fucking um let me get let me let me read some let me read some ads. I, I just read I just saw my I just saw a video of I just saw a box of me in the box, and that was frightening. Frightening than anything more than uh Oppenheimer showed me. I don't know what I want. Well, I'll talk about Oppenheimer later on the Man of Box. Anyway, first, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available on a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contest. And, of course, make sure to best enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. What? Who, who is sponsoring Underdog Fantasy? Are, are they Saudi-backed, for crying out loud? That's amazing. Sign up. Get your $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And thank you, everyone, for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button and hit the like button. Um... Like I said, even if you don't hit the like button, thank you just for watching and subscribing and reviewing. But while you're there, you might as well do it. It helps, I think. That's what they tell me. Who fucking knows with the algorithms? We're back. <laughs> in the bottom line, Bob's. I am CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Hitting bombs. Um... Those are live ad reads I do. That's why I say we're back. Because when you hear it in the podcast, well, now I'm, now I'm bringing you behind the curtain. Mm-mm-mm. The wizard, and that's what I am—the Wizard of Oz. All right, let's let's get into let's get into some golf. That that's gonna be my gag until I get sick of it. That theme song, which is the best theme song ever for a sport or a broadcast for every sport there is. Let's get into some curling. I just realized I could have used this beer sound for when I was talking about drinking before. But now let's talk about the, the 3M Open. 
which is happening in Minnesota. Last week was the British Open. So you have a chance. So some of these people in the British Open are still playing. They're still they're coming over and playing and not taking a week off. Usually, And that's because they need to uh, get some points together for the FedEx playoff points. They got to get the seasons in. Uh, so they're kind of scrambling. You know what I mean? They're jamming in their sessions. They're, they're, they're like cops with their quotas. They got to get their fucking tickets up before the end of the month. So they're trying to just qualify. So you have a tournament in uh, beautiful, beautiful Minneapolis. So there's water. You know there's going to be water on every hole. I've golfed in Minnesota before. It's beautiful. There's water. There's literally, because there's 10,000 land of 10,000 lakes, as we talked about before. The LA Lakers comes from Minnesota. They have the lakes. It's beautiful lakes. And there are 10,000 lakes. I counted every one of them. So they come into an equation for every hole. So there's going to be a lot of birdies, but there's going to be a lot of bogeys. It's not like the, the, the random birdie fest, which is 28 under no one ever bogeys. There will be bogeys. So it's going to be fun. So I'm going to give out, I've been hot with the golf. So this is what you've been waiting for. <laughs> I like telling you what you've been waiting for. And then we're going to get into uh, a couple special RIPs. Um, I'm going to give out two winners, two guys to win in a long shot. And the top 10. That's what we would do. Cause we've been hitting top tens. We've been hitting some outright. So I'm just going to keep it three and one matchup. One big matchup. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to give out four golf bombs. Um, so you want players that were not in the British Open, or you want ones that are coming in trying to – With a lot, of, a lot of things you hear is you're back against the wall. Let me go with that matchup real quick because that's a lot of people are talking about is Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is, being a, is a disaster right now. He's playing terrible. I mean, he's just even, – even if he finds some shots like his putties, everything's bad about him. So he might not make the Ryder Cup. Then you hear people compl complain how they want to make the Ryder Cup too. Well, you know, I have a history. If I think, uh, if loyalty means anything, it's, it's, it's just weird golfers begging golfers to let them golf. But one of the big bombs I'm going to live this week is Hideki Matsui. Why do I keep calling him Hideki Matsui? It's Matsuyama. Hideki Matsui was the New York Yankee. <laughs> oh, God, I'm in a, I'm in a Hoppenmeyer, Oppenmeimer, if I wish I was an Oppenmeimer bomber. Um, Matsuyama. Minus one and a half over Justin Thomas, minus 120. We're going to give that bomb. And the reason why this line is small is because it's Justin Thomas is back against the wall. And he's Justin Thomas. He's, he's got a lot of time. I love Justin Thomas, but he's in a he's in a bad way. And he just needs this season to be over with. So you can rally, you can chase all you want, JT. It's just not gonna happen. So we're gonna hammer Hideki, not Matsui, but Matsuyama. Who is the one Steinbrenner called the fat toad? Oh, that was Hideki Arabu. Anyway, um, so we're going to give out that bomb. And now, uh, two players we're going to put out to win, and also their top 10 and a long shot. We'll give out that. We're going to give out uh, Soon JM. Speaking of which, he's at 17 to 1. Bomb him. And plus 180, top 10. Bomb that. 
Love Soonjay. You got to be big off the tee. He's also big. His irons are great. He's the Asian Justin Thomas, if you ask me. They both have amazing irons, and they can do any shot. Any shot in the bag. The Asian Justin Thomas. So it's not something he wants on his bio. Uh, but I like, he's coming into form, and I like his chances a lot. 18 to 1 or 17 to 1 is not the greatest size, but there's a reason because of this field. Um, the other one, the second one I like, and this one's a 35 to 1, and it was 50 to 1. So steam is coming in on my 3M open bomber. Give it Gary Woodland. 35 to 1. Plus a top 10 at plus 400. Bomb it, Woodland. And finally, my long shot, which we're going to do. Uh, he's big off the tee, which you need to be. No one's really talking about him as much. There's a lot of big hitters out there, but uh, Garrick Higo. H-I-G-G-O, he go, he go long, he go straight. He go to the window, to the wall. 70 to 1. Bomb that. And if he go top 10 at plus 800, we're going to bomb that. I'm getting sick of my voice. But I can say Higo. I know it's pronounced Higo, but I like saying Higo. Because Higo goes along with a lot more uh, things to say. Things to say? I don't know. Anyway. Um, all right. That's going to do it for the 3M Open Bombs I gave out. So that's three winners and three top tens. I gave out a bunch of Lady World Cup bombs. Man, you got a lot of bombs. A lot. That's what Oppenheimer does to me. That's what the Nappenheimer does. Um, why, why do I keep doing that voice? It's just coffee. Although I'm going to do a poll question to see Jenner. Should I stop with the venti Starbucks coffee before the show? Put in the comments and reviews. I think I do that voice too much of uh, having fun. It's good to splash once in a while, but uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, a couple RIPs we're going to go through real quick. Uh, Rocky Wirtz, owner of the Chicago Blackhawks. RIP! Imagine. <laughs> he played that on TV. Someone said, uh, I saw that on Twitter or something. Someone uh Made a playlist for a funeral, like for their sister, but then like they also had at the end of it their regular song. So they're like Hollaback Girl was playing as they're moving the casket of the daughter. Anyway, um, so yeah, Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Blackhawks. Died. I lived in Chicago for a long time. Love Chicago was just back there. Uh, hopefully we come back for Labor Day. We'll see. Did great shows. But uh, I was there in Chicago during the Blackhawks' heyday. The Patrick Kane. That's the most annoying fucking song in the world. But, I mean, it was nuts. And Rocky Wirtz is credit for that. He saved that team. He also ruined the team, too. He's got a weird He's got a weird legacy, Rocky Wirtz. Um, he's known for rescuing the Blackhawks team because they were a dead mart organization. He's the son. His dad owned the team. And uh, he had the old archaic policy of 
not playing the Blackhawk games on TVs unless it was a sellout. The old, you got to, if you want to see them play, you have to come see, you have to buy a ticket and watch it live. That's how you got to make money. And uh, his son, who was also born in the 19th century, 20th century, was like, yeah, dad, actually TV is kind of a good thing. It works as promotion. It's free advertising. So uh, the more people see it, they're going to want to come to the game. So he made the ingenious idea of putting the Blackhawks on TV like in 1995. <laughs> it was like it was something very recent. Let me Google that real quick. When did Blackhawks get on TV? Um, when did they become a TV? There's no way. 2007? Is that what it is? No, 94, 95, right. Hawk Vision was the only broadcast for a short time ending at the 94, 95 season. Regular, here it is. It was 2007. Regular Blackhawk home games did not resume airing on TV until 2007 because Rocky had to wait for his dad to die. That's how much he believed in it. So then, and what, what, an, what an innovator Rocky was in 2007 <laughs> to put home games on TV. And then getting Patrick Crane and Jonathan Taze didn't hurt. And then that was it. They just fucking ran that town. They ran the summers. They just kept winning Stanley Cups. And my God, and they would just do drink and do Coke all over the city. And you'd run into them with the cup. I mean, it was what a time to be alive. And then uh, they had a sexual assault. Uh, Alec. Terrible situation going on there, but uh, he didn't like to talk about that. Eh, that's what was the legacy. Kyle Beach was the name of the man who got assaulted by uh, a video coach. What was his name? Brad Aldridge or something. And anytime he brought it up, Rocky Orts would just scream at you. We're not going to talk about it. Okay, well, uh, it did happen, and uh, we're going to have to eventually tell the cops something about this. So now that I think about it, uh, what a terrible legacy. All he did was put him on TV, and then he hit up some sexual assaults. Why does every one of my episodes turning into sexual molestation? I, I was re-listening to my last one, and I really got deep into Sandusky somehow. What I have no idea where I venture off into these things. Anyway, RIP to the great Rocky Wirtz. <laughs> Um, now I should, now I want to bring it into the box. Let's bring it, let's bring the man in the box. This just happened uh, right before I came on the air and that's, uh, Sinead O'Connor passed away at age 56, was she? It's horrible. So Nate O'Connor, Irish Irish lass. Let me uh, see if we can play a little of Nate O'Connor. I'll give her the. Uh, I won't give her the NBA theme. Disrespect. Say O'Connor, you can call her a one-hit wonder if you want. She was the best kind of one-hit wonder. She wasn't, but because she had this one hit, 
that Prince wrote famously. Amazing. It's amazing. Debut. Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I And then she just went fucking batshit crazy. Not she went. She probably always was, but uh, but in a good way. She was always uh, electric, engaging. Oh, so good. Fucking amazing. Good lord. I'm gonna play this whole song. I might. Point is, uh, that song was so good that we let her rip up a picture of the fucking Pope on Saturday Night Live. That was still, that's still the most insane thing I think I've ever seen live on TV. It was when Sinead O'Connor. R.I.P. ripped up a photo of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. That was fucking punk rock. That, I mean, that was that was the most badass thing I think I think I'll ever see. They're always talking about like, oh, there's all these badass moments in rock and roll. Don't give me this shit where Elvis shook his hips on the Ed Sullivan show. Who gives a fuck? Sinead O'Connor ripped up a photo of the Pope. She says, no, the real enemy. I was like, what? Uh-oh, Sinead, that's going to get you. And that did. I mean, she, you know, you want to talk about living the rest of your life with death threats. And then she became like a female lesbian priest, and she has three kids. She's all over the place. And uh, I think she might have committed suicide, which is uh, very sad. But obviously... <laughs> Uh, She had a son commit suicide too. Age 17. I think she never really got over that. I have no idea, of course. Especially when you get your news from the Irish Times. The Irish Times, death is like nothing. Like, yep, Snade died. Let's get a drink. Ah, this is amazing. I can can listen to this all day. That's your problem. You're going to have to listen to this. When you go out to a bar and some famous singer dies, that's all you hear in the jukebox is his hits. It's, it gets old quick. But Sinead, you have to give it up for that Pope Ripper. I went to that's the dark Guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? He said, girl, you better try to have fun no matter what you do. Well, he's a fool. Good God, that's so fucking good. Shout out to Prince for writing that, too. Um, but yeah, like I love when I said, what was the other one? Elvis Costello, you know, playing uh, whatever fucking song that was banned. And that got a band. Like, Who cares? That's nothing. Try ripping up a photo of Catholicism. <laughs> when he did that, I remember being a teenager show. When she did that, I mean, ripping up with, no, the real enemy, ripping the punch. I'm like, what? What is she talking about? Whatever it is, I'm I'm scared. She's a feisty little Irish lass. This shaved head. She's just you know. I always think of that Phil Hartman sketch too. All these oh man, all these people are dead. Good lord. 
uh, Phil Hartman, the great Phil Hartman, when he would do, they would do them. He would do his Frank Sinatra, but they did the McLaughlin group, <laughs> but it was called the Sinatra group and it had Sinead O'Connor and, and it was just like, would you do it when, you know, would you, or wouldn't you basically back then? And it's like, I don't care about that head, put a paper bag over and do your business. It was a famous line. And then Jane Curtin would, was, did Sinead O'Connor. Another RIP. I'm starting to realize things that uh, a lot of people are dead and that I'm old and I will also be dead. So you tune in for our show. You got you got great gambling bombs about women's World Cup and a life philosophy that is, it comes back around. Like my dad said, there are three certainties in life: death, snake of taxes, and positive yards. We run behind tackle wall to Jones. That's it. I'll stop doing that. That uh, was I did it for the bit with the whole thing with the debt thing, and then uh, then you get into that song, and fucking Sinead sings her goddamn ass off on that song. So R.I.P. to Sinead O'Connor. Probably the last time I listened to any music. I uh, it hits you harder when the music you grew up on. Not that you grew up on it, but you know you you. I mean that was a very memorable hit. She was very memorable. She's always been memorable. Because uh, I haven't chosen. I haven't listened. I mean, whatever. When it comes to music nowadays, I have no idea what anything is. I don't even, it's not that I don't even know uh, who's popular now and who's cool or whatever. I don't even know how to play it or where to find it. Where, 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 where even, what, what even happens? Let's go, I'm going to go to a stream thing. Where am I, what am I playing this out of? I'm go, I don't know. I love when people ask me that. Like, hey, have you heard the new, uh, it could be whatever, Tomei Impala or whatever the fuck? The Imagine Dragons? What? Yeah, I'm sure I have, but I don't know. I haven't chosen a song to listen to in over 12 years. The music just, whatever the, whatever the computers say, bring it on. You know? Computer, whatever the, ro the robots say I want it, that I'll like this music, okay. Sure, play it. Play it, Amazon Prime Music or Sound Spotify. Whatever you, whatever you think I like, you're probably right. That's the thing. They're not just guessing. They know. And rappers, forget about it. I mean, of course, I love I used to love rap growing up. It didn't, but now these the names of these fucking I don't know who the fuck these kids are. Baby Tron and Larry June. Hey, did you hear the new Larry June? What? <laughs> Larry June is that a, is that a 
Sounds like a TV show in Australia. Ah, uh, Babytron. That was a good one. They used to be all the Lils, now they're babies and juniors. But so no, may- maybe I have. I don't know. Play it. Sure. Somebody's playing for me. Like I said, I haven't been like, hey, I want to play this and, and seek this out. Movies, TV shows, whatever the robots say, the less decisions, the better for me. Did I did I stop that? I should maybe I'll do it on the way out. I don't know why. Why the thing Snade hit me so hard? But it did. Tomei and Paul. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Th- By the way, I couldn't even Google. I couldn't even fucking. I just tried to think of a a, <laughs> a popular indie band, and I came up with Imagine Dragons. Second, I was done after Tame Impala. And then I went Imagine Dragons, which is probably like the biggest band in the world right now. That's a little, that's a little I know. And how hip, how hip your man in the box is. Hell, Allison James is probably the last time. Was the last time I chose a song to listen to. We have no choice. It's just jammed down our throats. And I'm going to Jason Aldean jam down our throat because people are complaining about it and defending and both sides. Is there, if there's an argument I could care less about is that fucking Jason Aldean thing. My God. Oh, he wrote some racist song. Did you read the lyrics? The lyrics aren't really racist. The video might be. It is. I don't know. It probably is. I don't know. It's a country song. Who cares? It's a terrible song. It's what they like. What do you give a shit? They always listen. It's like I'm watching Fox News. It's the same fucking thing. Who cares? I feel like the articles they got deep into the Aldine thing, like, uh, but they're showing all like the imagery and like what that really means in the video. Like, I think you're looking a little, you're looking a little too deep when it comes to Jason Aldine. He doesn't seem like he's that much of a scholar on civil rights abuses and stuff like that. Because I guess it was in front of the courthouse in you know Tennessee or South Carolina where all these horrible things happened, and they're like, oh no, it's just where it's cheap to shoot a video. And then he has, he's got a line about the good old, the good, a couple good old boys will take care of that if you try that in a small town. And then they're like, well, there was a, there was a good old boys political party that would do like, you know, the government's bidding and do like lynchings underground. And that's what he's referring to in the 1800s. Yeah. Do you think Jason Aldean knows that? Or do you think he's a fan of Dukes of Hazard? Because it's also in the Dukes of Hazard theme song, Good Old Boys. I want to guess that one when it comes to fucking Jason Aldean, who's got a rock and talk, surf and turf, barbecue and brew place in Nashville. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, Aldean, rip up a picture of the Pope. Try that in a small town, a big town. That's fucking balls. Snade O'Connor had more balls than anybody in country music, anyone in rock, anyone in rap combined. I don't people understand what ripping up a photo of the Pope did to her. <laughs> I mean, talking about having everyone want to kill you. My God. I'm scared still thinking about it. Anyway, that's going to do it uh, for today's Man in the Box. For everyone who tuned in and came on the YouTube live with me, make sure you hit the like and subscribe to all the buttons. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, anywhere pods are told, um, 
the uh, give a five star review or something like that. I am just here by myself in the box trying to fucking get through this with the most tasteless and crops and maybe give out some picks and winners. We are live Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, one o'clock now until football season comes. And then I said, it was probably going to move to Monday and Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. As we get crank out more for football, I'm going to join the likes of picks Dundee for college football. Um, follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. You'll see some man in the box videos there. I'm definitely going to cut some Sinead O'Connor promo videos. All right. I want to outro as I play the entire song. Now I'm just, I'm sure there's some copyrights. Well, come get them. She's not going to sue me now. She's dead. Uh, after all that. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much going to do it. Um, I'll see you again Monday and I'll give, uh, some health updates and we're going to be out of here. So, Do that. Bobenheimer. I wish I was a Bobenheimer. All right, peace. Hey.